What is up, everybody? This is the 16th episode of Cooper's Chalk Talk. Hope everyone is doing great out there. Sorry I didn't went out last week. It was Memorial Day weekend, and me and the wife, we had a little bit too much fun on Sunday, so Monday was a total recovery day. So anyways, kind of getting right back into it for this week. So this week, kind of a mixed bag of things I'm going to be talking about. Um, really kind of talking about conservation in general. Um, just reading a lot of articles. I've actually gotten pretty passionate about recycling in general in our household. So um, just some stuff that I want to talk about with that. Um, but in general, I'll kind of start off with the first and easiest thing to talk about, which is sports. Watch the basketball game tonight with um, the Raptors and Golden State. Overall, pretty good game. I think Golden State pretty much had it in hands um, pretty much the entire second half. I, I don't think the Raptors scored like the first, like I don't know, like four minutes of the second half. They went 0 for 8, I think, in their first eight shots. Um, so just in general, I thought Golden State, you know, they kind of got off to a pretty strong start. They got about an eight-point lead and then just kind of carried it on from there. Um, Raptors were never able to really even it up or even come close to it. I think their close they got to was like maybe like four points in the second half. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's going to be a pretty good series. I think, you know, we'll see if Clay Thompson can come back. It looks like he kind of landed awkwardly. Um, Kevin Durant looks like he might be able to come back in either game three or game four at Golden in, in Oakland. So overall, I think the series is going to get pretty interesting. I find it pretty, in- I, I, I kind of found it funny that as soon as the Raptors won the first game, I saw all kinds of memes about, oh, the Raptors are going to win it in six, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, how quickly we forget how good Golden State really is. So um, I think it's going to be a very interesting series. I think it, it would probably will go to game six. I don't think it'll go to a game seven. But once again, I, I think the Raptors are going to beat up against it to be honest with you to try to beat out Golden State just with if KD and Klay Thompson are both able to come back and play but neither here nor there um and then just kind of moving into just one thing that I want to talk about before we get into the conservation stuff is just with you know Ezekiel Elliott he got in some trouble with 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 I don't it wasn't even the laws like a security guard he like bumped into a dude um guy kind of fell over it was kind of an awkward fall but nonetheless I just think you know I played football, you know, I have a lot of friends that played football, you know, I have friends that, you know, have a lot of friends in the NFL and whatnot. And I I think that it's very easy for us for the common public to look at these videos and think that these people, you know, they're like, Oh, look at him. He's drunk. He's acting a fool. And I'm like, Ezekiel Elliott's like 23 years old. He's like 23, 24 years old. He's still, he's, he's a very young man. He's enjoying himself. It's his off season. And the way that I, I think it needs to be thought about is, you know, whenever you're not at work, what, what did you do when you were 23, 24 years old? If there was a video camera on you at all times, you know, it's, these guys are young men. They're, they're still growing up. And I think that a lot of times the way that the, the media tries to portray these guys as these, you know, these just kind of jackasses and idiots and all this stuff, it, I don't know. I think it, I think it's pretty shameful of the media. I just feel like they don't have anything else to do. So you know, even the the video, it, there was just some guy following him around, taking a video of him. You know, I, I can't say you know if there was somebody just following the average twenty three, twenty four year old around, just shooting video every time they get drunk. The amount of like, you know the things they would say and the things that they probably would do on film would probably get them fired from 
80% of the jobs just because of the the company trying to keep uh, keep their corporate image. So that's just something I, it was a little bit of a tirade that I want to go on. It just, I think it's frustrating. I think that it's so easy for, you know, just, you know, the, these sports cast guys to kind of look at this, they sit back and they watch it and they just kind of like, you know, they just talk so much shit about all these athletes. And I'm like, these guys are 24 years old. You know, they're, they're out enjoying their lives. You know, the key, he didn't really do anything necessarily bad. It's not like he punched a cop or got in a fight with a security guard guy kind of like bumped into a security guard and the security guard kind of like fell over a, a metal rail and, you know, it was, looked like it was kind of incidental contact. So, so, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't know that, but that that is something that I'm starting to get a little frustrated with with the public image of these these athletes. I mean, it's one thing to have like you know to get super to get a DUI and you know start berating the the police and all this stuff. I, I think that that was I read this article of uh, the second round draft pick of the Seattle um, Seahawks in 2017. They drafted a defensive lineman who ended up having an ATV crash. And then he never played in the NFL. He never actually played a game in the NFL. Um, but then he got pulled over and he was super wasted, drunk, and he was yelling at the cops and belittling them and stuff like that. that that's a totally different tangent of what this guy was doing. You know, I think the average person, you know, getting drunk and, you know, enjoying themselves maybe a little bit too much. You know, I think that's, you know, I, I think it, it's kind of comes and goes. You know, I just think that's pretty average. So, but that's just kind of my take on, on the on the situation of how much stuff I kind of see about these players and, you know, what they do in their off time and stuff. So. But anyways, getting into some of the conservation stuff. So I've gotten pretty big into conservation myself. I think, you know, I read this article is like, you know, how many people say that, oh, well, I'm just one person. You know, that's why I don't recycle. Like, oh, I'm just one person. What does that really do for me? And I think, I think with that being said, I think how many people, if, if you know, I, so in my job in pharmaceutical sales, you know, I, I go and, you know, I'll bring Starbucks to an office and I'll sit with a doctor and there might be eight people, 10 people, 15 people in that office. And they're all drinking Starbucks or whatever. But, you know, so you go and get these Starbucks and you sit down with this office and then you see, you know, there's 15 plastic cups, 15 straws, and all of that goes into the trash. So, you know, that's just, that's just my one order for, for an office that I see. So imagine that, but imagine how many people go and have Starbucks every day and how many people use a plastic straw and, you know, they just throw it in the trash like it's nothing. And then that gets in, it goes, puts into a landfill and then, you know, it just goes into the world and, you know, plastic doesn't really, doesn't really ever decompose, you know, it just kind of like sits there in the earth and, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, I read this, I read this, just a stat that 8 million metric tons of plastic end up in the ocean every year so just think about that I'm just like that's that that's unbelievable to think about how much trash just ends up in the ocean that's just destroying the world you know there's there's barrier reefs that are just disappearing because there's just so much people activity but then on top of that there's just so much trash that's left around the beaches that get into the ocean and they just destroy the ocean so you know I think it's I think it's just one thing that's really just sad amongst the human population of destroying what's around us and you know, and it's not even just just simply just trash either. You know, you look disappearing rainforest. You know, I, I think about, you know, like whenever I have kids, you know, are my kids even going to know what a rainforest really is? Is it going to be like realistic for for them to, you know, visit a rainforest and actually have an experience in a, rain, in a rainforest, you know? Um, you know, I think that it was, I, I think I read an article that, you know, on every hour, like 6,000 
um, feet of rainforest is cut down every day, which is which is essential to about four thousand football fields is cut down every hour of rainforest. So, you know, it just it, it's it's kind of mind mind numbing to a certain point because you hear all this stuff and you're like, well, what can I really do? I'm you know, for me, like I live in Arizona, like what am I going to be able to do to the rainforest? Or, you know, what can I do to the to make sure that, you know, my trash doesn't get into the ocean? You know, to be honest with you, I mean, there's only so much that one person can do. But I do think, you know, if a bunch of people stopped using plastic straws, you know, there's tons of things like you can buy an actual just like one metal straw and just keep that one straw with you. And I know that might not be the, you know, the quote unquote, you know, most millennial thing to think about is like, oh, well, this isn't the most convenient. All we want is convenience. But how much would that one straw save in the entirety year of your straws if you used one straw all year round for the entirety of the year, how much longer would that, or how much plastic would that save? And then how much plastic would not go into just the dumpster essentially. So, you know, just like little things like that and just making sure that, you know, whenever you drink out of a water bottle, you know, how hard is it to save that water bottle and recycle it later, you know, instead of just throwing it in the trash. You know, I I think it's just like very simple things like that go so far. And, you know, once again, we only have one, one earth, you know, that's the way that I kind of look at it. Like you're only given one body. I I talk about, you know, health and fitness all the time. And I think that's something that's, I think it's the same as the earth, you know, it's like you only have one body. So why would you destroy it? And we only have one earth. Why would you destroy it? You know, why would you throw something out your window? you know, just like trash wise, you know, if you smoke cigarettes, why would you throw a cigarette on the floor? You know, it's, you know, you're already kind of ingesting all that smoke. So why not, you know, at least put that into some kind of trash can, you know, instead of just throwing it on the ground and letting it just kind of go in, you know, I just feel like it just kind of, we just slowly are destroying more and more of our, our, you know, our beautiful landscape that we call, we call earth, you know, it's just kind of wild to look at. So, um, so from a conservation standpoint, you know, I started doing some research and, you know, I, you know, I found that, you know, even just like with animals, you know, like what is, what's kind of going on with animals. And that was where I really kind of started to really make sure that I was doing my part was, you know, I found these videos of turtles, you know, they had, they had straws stuck up their noses that they have to usually use pliers to pull out people like going and catching seals that are running on the ocean because they have nets wrapped around their neck or they have, you know, they, they catch these seals that have the, you know, the, what are they like? the six pack Coke bottles, they have those wrapped around their neck and they're suffocating them. So, you know, people go and catch them and they cut them off. And, you know, you think about just like simple things of just like not disposing of this in, you know, you just think like even people just throw that in the ocean, you know, where people throw that in the trash and then that trash is, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, a lot of the trash from, I watched this documentary from, um, I think it was CBC, um, or the BBC, I'm sorry, it was BBC, um, of trash that basically the UK will actually sell plastic and trash, well, basically, quote unquote, like bins of plastic, it's supposed to be just plastic to these, you know, like to a, to an Asian country and these Asian countries buy it, but it's all mixed with other stuff. So they can't actually recycle it because there's actually recycling plastic is actually a pretty big money game in, in Asian countries, actually, believe it or not. But whenever it's all mixed up, they can't do anything with it. So what ends up happening with it? They just kind of bulldoze it into the ocean. And, you know, that's where all this just kind of comes from. It just goes into the ocean, then just kind of floods the entire ocean all throughout the world. So, you know, then all of a sudden that's where you see just so much trash just everywhere. And, you know, I I think 
you know, whenever you look at even just some of the um, exploratory missions that they've done in the past, like two years, they actually got sent a submarine to the lowest part of the ocean, I think two weeks ago. And in that actual, in that actual exploratory mission, all the way down at the very lowest part of the ocean, what'd they find? They found plastic, they found trash at the very bottom of the ocean, which, you know, that's kind of sad that even on, you know, undiscovered parts of the world that we you know no human has ever been to we've already you know we're already devastating with already our trash because it's all over the place you know and i just i think it's something just simply you know whenever you really think about what you could do as one person of just controlling where you're putting your trash at you know i'm not not expecting you know the average person to go out and catch seals and cut nets off their neck and all that stuff i don't think that's very realistic to say that would be the average person um, but how hard is it to actually just throw your, to hold on to your plastic and recycle it or to get a recycle trash can and just recycle your trash? You know, I think that it's a very simple and easy thing. It doesn't take a lot of time, you know, and I, you know, I take like plastic caps off cause I drink egg whites. So, you know, I'll take like the plastic cap off the, off the egg whites and I'll make sure I recycle the, just the, the cap of plastic, you know, and once again, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how effective that is. I don't know what that actually does long-term wise, but in my mind, at least I'm like doing a portion of what I think I can do, you know? And I mean, obviously there's tons more that I could probably do, but I just think, you know, us as a population or us as a civilization, I think the, you know, the U S you know, just, I think in general, if you look at the entirety of the world, I think we kind of lead the way in a lot of ways. And I think that in this in this kind of crazy landscape that we live in right now with um with you know um what am i trying to say the the global warming that's going on in the world you know you think about just in fact of you know the global warming aspect of what we have to do from from an american standpoint of really making our point known i think that you know we kind of lead the way i think that right now you know we're not doing a fantastic job just from the top down of really trying to make a point of it but i do think that the only way that this is going to become a big issue in the world is if we continue to try to push it in the u.s because once again you know if it becomes a big thing in the u.s usually it starts to catch on in the into europe countries asia and you know so on and so forth so that's all that we can really hope for with that um but that was what i want to really talk about as far as um just in general like you know just just conservation in general i think that those two things you know just hearing about the rainforest this is peering like whenever i was a kid you know i can't tell you that was like one of my biggest dreams of going to a rainforest and just seeing some stuff and you know they're just getting destroyed an alarming rate and then you know one of the things that i've always loved you know my brother lived in hawaii for you know i think what was it five years six years and you know i got to go out there and spend a month with him and you know i went snorkeling and you know i was in the ocean every day while i was out there and it was something that i found you know it's always going to be burned into my memory of you know how beautiful the ocean is and you know once again you think about you know our kids you know where what are our kids going to be doing in 30 years you know my you know if i had a kid today and he's you know 30 years from now what is he going to be able to see you know what's going to be realistic for him to actually be able to enjoy and you know, I think that, you know, just how beautiful the world is and how how diverse the world is, you know, how quickly are we destroying that diversity of the world by just bulldozing it down so we can grow, you know, palm or growing certain kind of products or we're destroying it with our plastic and, you know, just by simply not by being so lazy that we can't recycle things. So that's kind of, that was kind of my take on it. Um, you know, once again, I know not everybody agrees with, with recycling anything recycling is you know too difficult or what is one person going to do but i really do challenge you know just i really challenge everybody just to do you know like one little part make one effort a day 
to try to make some kind of effort to, you know, once again, conserve the world that we live in. It can be the simplest things of, you know, recycling a plastic cup that you have every morning from Starbucks. Just, you know, put it in the baseboards of your car after you finish drinking it. And then at the end of the day, recycle it. It can be as simple as that and how far that would go. Because if, guess what? If you drink a Starbucks every morning out of a plastic cup and, you know, that adds up. So, you know, one cup a day a week, that's five cups. You know, there's 52 weeks in a year. You do five cups a week, you know. What is that? 260 cups a year that you're saving. Um, not only that, but 260 cups, 260 straws. And, you know, that's just talking about um, the five days of the work week, not even talking about the other days. So, you know, once again, just little things like that. I think it, I think it really starts to add up. Um, and then just wanted to kind of go through just some stock things that are going on. I think the stock market in general is kind of wild. I mean, um, you know, you've heard me talk about the stocks in general. I posted some stuff on my personal Instagram just about some stocks that I think have some real potential. I think Win right now, once again, it's Win took a huge hit. Um, it was at one forty nine. Um, I don't know, maybe less than two weeks ago. I'd say probably ten days ago, sitting about one forty nine and sitting at about one oh seven right now. Um, but once again, they're about to open their resort in Boston. You know, and once again, this this market can stay so stagnant for so long because. You know, what are they really able to do? You know, um, the Macau Casino, you know, that's that's a real big money maker in the world. Um, you know, and then obviously they have the Vegas resorts with the wind. But, you know, them being able to open up this Boston resort and this casino, you know, opens up another line of revenue that, you know, they don't really know how, how profitable it's going to be. But, you know, once again, you add this to the bottom line, you know, there's great potential for the wind to, you know, they might be just tapping into a new portion of what's going to be going on, especially, you know, as they start to increase increase more and more gambling you know it's just the simple facts that you you increase sport gambling across the u.s you know illinois just made it legal for um for gambling on i think and pretty much everything except for they can't bet on illinois sports so you can't bet on you know university of illinois you know college basketball game or whatever so you know but just in general you know as this kind of increase in in as this kind of you know I guess increases the best way to say it, um, you're going to see this kind of get magnified. You know, I have a couple of buddies in Albuquerque, you know, and I see them, they do sports bets at, at Santa Ana. And I'm like, you know, holy shit, this is amazing. Because um, for so long, you could only do that in Vegas. So, you know, once again, the, the casino markets, I think are going to be something to really keep an eye on in the next, you know, I think anywhere from six to eight months, you know, especially with that casino opening up. And then once again, the market has been so shitty lately. As soon as these tariffs got announced with China and these Mexican tariffs, just in general, everybody started pulling out. Nobody, you know, everyone just kind of grabbed their money and wanted to hold on to it. So, you know, I think, I think with that being said, you know, I always, you know, it, it's a very common phrase with anytime you're going to invest money is you want to buy low and sell high. That's just kind of the way it is, you know. So you kind of look right now, you know, I think CGC is a steal. CGC was up at... What was it? They were they. I think they got all the way up to like fifty two dollars. Once again, about two weeks ago, they're sitting at forty bucks right now. They just had a huge CBD conference that had the FDA already starting to kind of start the talks about it. Once again, this was coded to be a possibly twenty two billion dollar industry. Twenty two billion dollar industry. Right now, I think the industry. This is just with you know where it's legalized and medically you know okay right now. I think right now it's like about a three point eight or four point five billion dollar industry. One of those two. Um, I don't have the numbers right off the top of my head, but you know once again it's it, you know still very very big industry, 
and you know you look at where this thing is going it's it's going to be massive you know so you talk about whenever they you know they're starting to run trials on cbd for for pain they're doing cbd for um, alzheimer's for arthritis for all this stuff and you know once again cgc has patents in the u.s pending right now to be able to put cbd into um into drinks into food into soaps into oils into all this stuff and be able to sell it so as soon as this gets legalized cgc is just going to be able to flood the market with this so it's going to be a massive growth standpoint so once again you know they're always one of the top three that you hear talked about and once again i'm a big believer in cgc i like their company model i think they're really project i i just really think they're kind of stabilizing themselves in the market to be a huge player and i really think that a lot of these other guys you know uh, Aurora, you know, I, I talked about another one as well. Um, I think it was called, what was it? Flower, the flower corporation, you know, I, you know, they're trading it right now at $5 a share their 52 week highs, six thirty. I think this is going to be another one that, you know, it just ends up getting bought out. You know, they have great potential. They have a lot of grows. Um, you know, they, they kind of, once again, they have some real stuff that's kind of in the pipelines and you talk about some of this stuff that's going to be able to get bought up and sold, you know, that that's just one of those ones that's going to keep going. And then, you know, you kind of look at Tillery, you know, Tillery's taking a huge, huge roll down, you know, they got it, they got all the way up to, I think a $3,300 50 week high, and then it spiked straight down. So, you know, right now they're trading at about 3750. I think that's about, you know, I think realistically in the market where, you know, the kind of stuff that Tillery has been talking about in the marijuana industry and, you know, talking about the, the CBD products that they're trying to get approved and stuff like that. I think, you know, $30 is pretty fair. You know, I, once again, I see the entire marijuana industry you know in the next you know six to eight months having a huge growth and that could be you know anywhere from a 10 to 20 dollar bump in market share or in um just sale price so you know you look at cgc you know you start to see the cbd stuff start to really make some headway you know you start to see some legalization um and that's where you're going to see this all of a sudden going from 40 dollars because it's not just going to be you know say a two billion dollar company it's going to go from that it's going to be you know a $12 billion company. So it's going to go up to go up massively because, you know, once again, just like in, you know, a lot of industries, the first ones in the market are going to see these huge market share. There's always going to be new people that get into it and they're going to be successful, but especially from the start, there's going to be the big dogs that really are able to buy up the other ones and just kind of take control. And, you know, there's probably going to be, I would say in the CBD industry, you know, real, real big dogs and real big players. I would say there's probably going to be four major companies to really look at. And those guys are going to the their stocks are going to get so massive it's going to be unbelievable so once again i'm a big believer in cgc i think that's something that has some real potential growth um i think the next one that i think is i think the um i think in test i've talked about these guys before um you know i got a packet from them the other more from the other day just doing some research on them um and once again i just you know they're a company that constantly is basically just buying new technologies you know they have a whole thermal division that's kind of where they've been going through right now you know they're you know, it's about a billion dollar or yeah, it's about a um, a million dollar thermal, you know, company in Massachusetts that they're kind of looking into now. So, you know, I think Intest is very interesting. And once again, they're at 502. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like right now they've, they've just plummeted kind of off the mark. They were, you know, they were 
pretty comfortably sitting around that $13 mark, or sorry, that like $8 mark. So they've fallen pretty heavily. And once again, this is something that they're at an all time low. So, you know, I got into them whenever they're sitting about seven bucks. So they dropped pretty heavy since then, but still something, you know, that are five bucks. So you're not going to have, you know, you don't have a lot of risk with these companies. Um, and then I'm just going to kind of close out on um, one that I really, really like as I think that it is, you know, I, I just a first of its kind. I've talked about it before. It's Zoom Media. I you know I've done a lot of research on these guys, and as much as I want to put money in them, they're just too early in the game for me to really feel comfortable with it. Because you know once again they're trading at eighty bucks, um, but I think this could be one of those companies that really just takes off. I think they're just very very interesting to see how they want to get into the medical field with actual. Um, just the actual media that they're trying to do with these, you know, they're trying to have a, a basically patient doctor media, like, like full on, I guess like what you could say is like a FaceTime for a doctor and a patient, but what it's going to allow them to do is they're trying to kind of break into, you know, being able to have devices attached to it that can take like blood pressure and, you know, to where they can, they can just track certain things and to where they can have a pickup service to do certain things. So that way, you know, a doctor then instead of seeing, let's just say on average, a doctor sees 20 patients a day in office instead of that they can see 45 patients because all of a sudden they can do a web meeting with this person this person and this person they you know instead of doing you know on average they want a doctor in a room anywhere from you know 10 to 15 minutes 15 minutes being like heavy you know a lot so you know with that being said they, they can see about four to five patients an hour on you know once again this is average you know you're seeing about you know four to five patients you know in an hour or whatever so you kind of look at that and then all of a sudden you kind of flip this down to being well then all of a sudden instead of doing a 15 minute meeting you can do a five minute phone you know phone brief that you're able to get blood pressure all the common um common stuff that you kind of need to go through and get and then if you need to do any kind of drug testing or stuff like that you actually have a company you can you know fedex will go up pick up the sample and then you kind of go from there it's you know you have you actually have a lab generally that will use a, a third party to collect it and then bring it to their actual lab so you know i think that that's going to be a very interesting field just because zoom media is kind of taking media into the actual hospital field as well as they're also you know that i i saw a, i was sitting in the houston airport flying back to arizona and i saw a zoom media commercial and they did this whole portfolio on all these different athletes and all this stuff so you know they're kind of branching out from you know not only doing these these full-on digital campaigns for um for the medical industry but they are getting into common common media as well so this is something that i can see once again you always want to be on the way i look at it is you always want to be a step ahead and i feel like the zoom media has great potential to make that next step of media you know it's kind of it's on the edge right now of what's going to be the next media you know we went from you know everybody had you know, normal, you know, well, I'm not going to go all the way back to back in the day when people had radio, but you know, back in the day when everybody had cable and you had a cable that you actually went from your wall to your TV and you had, you know, common 50 to 60 channels or whatever. And then the next big thing was everybody got digital sat, uh, the satellite thing. And then from there, everybody got, you know, they started the streaming service or not the streaming services, but they started getting the, um, what was it, the Comcast cable that you looked, you hooked up and then you would have, you know, 300 channels or 600 channels or whatever. 
And then now, you know, everybody streams everything. It's all about, you know, Netflix and Hulu and, you know, just, you know, YouTube TV and all that stuff. So that's like the newest, newest crave. But what is going to be that next, next media that kind of goes into the next one of, you know, you, you know, if I had that answer, I would be able to tell you, but that's what makes me very interested about Zoom Media is, you know, you look at Zoom Media trading at 80 bucks and then you're like, well, you know they're they're very new they have a lot of interesting things but then you look at Netflix trading at 343 whereas if Zoom comes out with something that you know takes over the market and they become the next Netflix you know that quote unquote idea in the next you know anywhere from 6 to 8 years you bought in 80 bucks and then all of a sudden they're trading at $400 you know that's that, that's insane you know cuz all of a sudden you split you you buy you buy 100 shares and then all of a sudden you know the thing goes up you know 320 bucks you know that's an insane profit that you just made on you know pretty mild investment that you just let sit over the years so not saying that's going to happen but that's why zoom media kind of makes me the most interested in that kind of department but that's pretty much all I have for you guys. Sorry, not a not a, not a ton of stuff I feel like going on in the world. Um, but I did want to talk about the conservation stuff. I think it's very very important that us as a as a society is trying to do something. And then um, just in general, the the market and the or I guess like you know the the. Um, the New York Stock Exchange, I should say. It's kind of crazy right now. So that's what I kind of want to close out on. I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Enjoy the finals. I'll do another one this upcoming week. Oh, and I didn't even touch on hockey. Um, the Blues and Bruins, man. The Blues look like they're the bigger, harder hitters. Bruins look way faster. So it's going to be an interesting um, finish out. I, I think that... You know, the Bruins are up, I believe, 2-1 right now. So, you know, they got another game in St. Louis. I think the St. Louis has to win this game in order to keep it close. Otherwise, you know, the Bruins are going to go back home and, you know, they're going to be up three games to one with the chance to close it out. So that's going to be a little bit wild. So that's all I pretty much have for you guys. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later.